So turn with me to Genesis 19 and the verse 17. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Okay? Genesis 19 verse 17. When they were safely out of the city, one of the angels ordered, run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you will be swept away. It was an instruction for Lot and his family when God wanted to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And God asked them to run. Now, the race of life is governed by three instructions. Three very important instructions. If you want to beat competition, three major instructions. Run for your life. Don't look back. Don't stop anywhere. Tonight, we are going to take the first one. Run for your life. Don't look back. Don't stop anywhere. But we are going to take run for your life. So keep this at the back of your minds. If you want to win in the race of life, if you want to be ahead, stay ahead, move ahead, and beat competition in anything you do in life, in anything you do in life, three rules must govern your race. Run for something. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere. This evening, we will look at run for your life. Run for something. Next week, we'll look at don't look back. Then the week after, we'll look at don't stop anywhere. So it's going to be a thrilling and exciting, a very exciting series. And I, I need you to do that for me. So, number one, running for your life. Within the context of Lot and his family, whatever was pursuing them was going to take their life. So they had to run for their life. But you may run for something else. You need to definitely run for something. In life, there might be something that you are chasing. There must be something that you are running after. It may be a job. It may be an academic is pursuit. There must be something that is driving you. And your speed in life. Usually people say that your speed in life is determined by what is chasing you. I've said that before. But that is for aimless people. If you are running because something is chasing you. Any space, anywhere that will secure your life, you will run. In fact, for Lot and his family, because they were running because something was chasing them, they were asked to run to the mountain. They said, oh, we might not get to the mountain before the fire catches us. So, can we go somewhere? The angel said, okay, go to the city somewhere there. Probably, if they had run to the mountain, Lot's wife would not have looked back. So if you run because something is chasing you, every way you will pass. But if you are running because you are pursuing something, pursuing something, 
You run with purpose. It is called the pursuit of purpose. If you are not running, if you are running without a purpose, sleeping is a better option. Don't even walk. Don't even crawl. Just sleep. If you open your door in the morning and you open it for nothing, just sleep. If you leave home going out of your house for nothing, sleep. Sleep is a better option. At least you will conserve energy. Don't waste your energy on nothing. Are you here? Now, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 and 26. So we are not reading 25 from the NIV. Do you not know that in a race, all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. So Aite, Joe, Yofi, and the champo. We all ran for the tennis ball. But Aite ran in such a way that he got a prize. So we ran for a prize. We ran for something. Therefore, I do not, verse 26, therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. In other words, in life, you cannot run the race of life aimlessly. You must run it with a purpose. You must, your life must be focused on pursuing something. Every day you wake up. And let me tell you this. As you keep doing something over and over and over and over and over and over again. You become an expert on that thing. And you eventually succeed. If you do one thing today, you leave. You do another thing today, you leave. And you do something, you leave. Because you have no purpose, you have no aim, you are not pursuing any specific thing in life. You will leave it and you will never become successful. Are you here? There's a bird called the woodpecker. The bird will peck at a particular spot of the, of the wood over a long period of time. And create a nest for itself. Whatever you do consistently, you master it. And in life, your success is determined by the things that you master. If you master nothing, you don't become successful. Are you here? So the first instruction in running in the race of life is that you must run for something. You must run. Lord and his, and his family were supposed to run for their lives. What are you running for? For to run means to move faster. To move at speed faster than walking. Time is not waiting for you. You must have a sense of agency. You must move fast. In life, you must move on. But, you must run for something. 
you can't run for nothing. So I'm going to show you what you should do to run for something in your life. Number one, detachment. Detach yourself and separate yourself from a lot of things because you need focus. Hebrews 12, verse 1, reading from the New Living Translation. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily takes us up. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So this race is within the Christian contest. Today I'm speaking within the life contest, but there are still very important lessons we can learn from here. I may move this series on and look at the Christian race and probably apply the same principles by, with, with a Christian race perspective. Now look at this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd, crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off everything, every weight that slows us down. So there are things in your life that can slow you down. That can slow you down in the pursuit of your dreams. You must detach yourself from those things. It may be people. It may be certain situations. Whatever has become a weight on you that is slowing you down. Detach yourself from it. Now, social media is one of the weights on many young people. You see, by the time this year will be ending, some of you would have spent about three months of your time on social media. I'm telling you, you not, it's not like you are working on it. You are just watching jokes. Watching things. Some of you, you will spend six months of, of a year on social media. Now, anything that does not contribute to your purpose in life is a weight. Anything that retards your velocity in life is a weight. Life is a race. You have to be light to win. Have you ever seen any fat person doing a hundred meter race? Or even a marathon? We don't, we don't, you don't run with the weight. That's why the spikes they use are very light. The clothes they wear are very light. When we were young Christians, there used to be a, 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 a gospel tract called Mr. Is it Mr. Mean? Mr. Mean runs a race. And the things you need to take off. No matter how good I am in running, I cannot run in my suit with these shoes. Somebody will beat me. I have to remove all these things. Wear some tight thing, very light. Everything should be very light for me to win. But the reason why in football matches, they have first half and second half, and you have to change, is because of the direction of the wind. The weight on the wind, on the, foot, on your, on the football, and on your movement can affect you winning the match. So to be fair to each other, they will let you 
play 45 minutes and 45 minutes so that you all face the same condition. A little bit of weight from the wind can retard your velocity and you can win, you can lose. And that's why you must consistently look at your life and check what are the things that are retarding my velocity. I'm not progress, progressing as fast as I want to progress in life. What is holding me back? What is holding me back? And I can tell you that 99.9% .9 of the things holding you back might not be spiritual. There are spiritual things that can hold us back, but might not be spiritual. Are you here? It might not be. I told the last, last Sunday, I spoke to you about um, sin scenario told you the effect of sin on you and if you are walking in purity and in holiness you can be rest assured that your father's house is curses and these things a background will not affect you if they are affecting you too much check yourself if the heaven if the hedge is broken the serpent shall bite so 99.9 percent .9 of the things that retard your velocity in life are things that you yourself have brought upon you. Some friends can retard your velocity in life. Someone was sponsored by the parent to go and study medicine outside the country, fell in love with another Ghanaian in that country. And that, that Ghanaian loved girls. And this girl was very jealous. So anytime he sees the guy with another girl, she doesn't study. She would cry the whole night, would not study. She filled the papers, came back home empty-handed. Oh yeah, there are girls in the university, firsties, who are following stupid boys. And the stupid boys, I'm not letting them learn, I'm telling you. They are not studying, they are not. There are people who are friends, who have, be who have, be who have become weight on them. Look at how you used to spend your time pro productively until you got this friend. Now you don't, you don't use it productively anymore. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your time for nothing. Run for something. If I'm your friend, I'm your friend for, I'm your friend for something. I come to this church for something. Are you here? As young as 24, when I was, I actually, I started chasing mommy when I was 22, and she was 20, and she bounced me. I've told you about my bouncing story. But at 22, I knew why I wanted to marry, marry her. I was running for something. For those of you running for sex, sex doesn't take you anywhere. I was running for something. I waited for two years, tried again, and succeeded. I'd be telling her if I not tried again and I married another woman, but now she would have seen me on TV preaching. I would have been very angry that you know when somebody reminds you of what you lost, you get angry. You would tell the children, hey, Mumum TV, you know. Then we preach. Then we preach. Then we preach.
Charlie, what say? You know what I said? No, no, no. Like by now, she is missing somebody. Hey. So detach yourself. Detachment. Very important. From today, sit down, look at your life. Look at the weight on you and detach it. Listen. You will be wasting one minute, two minutes, and other things. But when they all become, they get accumulated, it becomes a season. And you would have missed a season because of your failure to detach from people wasting your time. Take your phone, send somebody a text message and say, I'm detaching now. Right now, you are a waste of time, waste of energy. Waste of resources, waste of my ideas, waste of everything. And I am not wasting my time anymore. Well, I dated a guy for four years. You would have finished the university by now. <laughs> Detach. He, he, he has nothing to offer you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some has dated for seven years. You would have finished medical school. You would have been a doctor by now. He should be awarding you <laughs> a degree in medicine. What kind of behavior is this? What kind of... What kind of attitude is this? I marry you next year. I marry you next year. And next year never comes. Please detach. Take a phone right now. Tell the person I'm detaching. Until you bring a glue that can move us forward. I'm detaching. Okay. Number two. Direction. 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 Proverbs 4 verse 25. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Face your gaze directly before you. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Face your gaze directly before you. I've never seen anybody want a race looking backwards. I've seen a guy finishing a race. Almost finishing a race first. And then he just turned some seconds to look at the next person. The next person beat him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just turned a little. You see, you see, you see, in a hundred meter race, eh? In a hundred meter race, you win with some microseconds. So, and that's how life is. You beat people with just microseconds. And so, therefore, you cannot afford to waste a second of your time. A lot of things will distract you. A lot of things will distract you. I've been there before as a pastor. Where you hear somebody say something, and you hear somebody will do something, and the time you should be using to pray and studying, you are using it to think about people. People who will not has not contributed anything to you, but they have said something you have heard, and you are spending one hour thinking about them. Do you know one hour thinking? Say the intensity. Would we you think about people who have heard you hurt you in one hour? If we use that same attention and concentration to think about an idea and about your life for one hour, you will make a decision that will change your life. You know, sometimes when you are thinking about yourself, you don't think with a kind of concentration and intensity you think about when people hurt you. How many times have you thought about yourself that you are waking up and you couldn't sleep? It's when you are thinking about somebody who has hurt you. That you wake up and think, sir, and think, sir. 
one sister of ours that we grew up with in the same fellowship was disappointed by one of our brothers. The sister really helped the brother. We all knew about it. Really helped the brother. And when she was helping the brother, we were warning her that if this help doesn't go anywhere, you can't collect it all. Imagine you buying a shirt for a guy. Then the guy disappointing you and wearing that shirt and going out with another sister. Bra, you matter here, mommy. Will, will, can you do that? Or, 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 or. Yeah. or buying something for a girl and the girl disappointed the girl is you see those kind of things so this sister was actually disappointed by this brother and years later years later i met this sister at the university and she was working in the library then i went to the library and i saw her and then started talking about this brother and she was so bitter she was so angry and bitter she was still talking about the brother with that bitterness. Do you know she didn't marry till she died? Yeah. She didn't marry till she died. Because she, she got distracted. Her focus was broken. But your life is too important for you to hand it over for someone to control it like that. Oh yeah, for someone to control it like that. We are, we are too busy pursuing it. Have you seen dogs running before? Have you gone to dog racing? That's how they call it. Dog racing. There's something called Leo. See, this Leo is something that the dogs like. So they put the Leo before them. And each one has a Leo. And they are supposed to chase it and catch it. The Leo start moving and they start running after it. That's why the fact that there will be people there applauding and clapping and making noise. You see these dogs there, eh, they focus on the Leo and running after it. Unless you have nothing, you are not running after anything. Then anybody can gain your attention. Now I hear things, I say, I'm busy, I'm busy, Charlie. Let me do my thing. Now I see things and I close my eyes. I just take my eyes off it. I'm too busy. This eyes is focused on something. This mind is captured. The attention is, the mind's attention is captured by something. And I'm not, I'm not ready for anyone to renew my mind. You can't renew my mind. You can't do something that would take my mind off what I'm doing. You can't rob my mind of the programming I put inside. I'm going somewhere and I've programmed my mind and I'm heading there. I'm a crapping. I've programmed my mind with a crapping. You cannot bring Chinese to come and change it. Example. On the lighter side. Do you understand? If I take the captain from my mind and put Chinese inside, I will get mad. Hey, yeah. So, so program yourself. You know, you can't get out of the computer what is not programmed inside. Do you understand? Some years ago, I wrote my name. So it does. I write it. I wrote it to your friend. The computer underlined my name. 
I said, time is going to come. When I write my name, you will not under underline it. Because they will have to program it and put it inside. Your computer will never underline Barack Obama. It will be part of the programming language. Are you here? Please, program your mind and yourself with the most important things in your life. So that whatever somebody wants to put in it, it is underlined. You are not part of what we are thinking about. Are you here? You are not part of what we are thinking about. We are too busy thinking about how to win souls, thinking about what to do to make a living. I'm too busy raising a family. I am too busy pursuing a business. And you are here with gossip. You are here with what somebody said about me. I'm too busy. Number three, determination. Determination. It's called the firmness of purpose. Determination. The firmness of purpose. Proverbs 4.25. I think that should be 26. So, quite is for me. That should be 26. Give careful thought to your paths. For your feet. And be steadfast in all your ways. You have, to, you have to be determined. You have to have a certain level of conviction in whatever you do. Are you here with me? Be determined. Don't easily get discouraged. If you are running a race. When you hit the highway. And there are no rocks. And your feet are not hurting. Keep running. When you hit the rough places. Because you know where you are going. Keep running. Don't stop. Keep running. Let your feet get sore. You know where you are going. Keep going. Be determined. Be strong. And be determined. There are people who get just any little challenge. They give up. They give up on what they are pursuing. Just a little challenge. The first six months of me and mommy getting married, we thought we were going to divorce. We didn't understand each other. Never. Oh, little things we're fighting over. We laughed more, fought plenty. Mommy wept more. Me, me, what is weeping? Oh, she can weep like half a day. I quote it, say, I'm doing my thing. She says, so, should we go for counseling? Should we stop? Should we do this? Have we made the wrong decision? But I see, in the pursuit of anything great, it's like going to the sea. At the shore, you see the waves. If the waves threaten you and you don't go, you have lost because in the middle of the sea is calm. Yeah. When you are able to push your canoe, your canoe across the shore where the waves are, and you push a little and push a little and push a little and push a little and get to this thing, it is so calm. That place cry, you can cook there. Oh, the fishermen, they cook. They do banku. Aklo. There's something in the guns they call aklo. 
fresh fish, they cook it. And do yeah. But when they were going, water was getting in. They were fetching it out. They, as if they were going to die. But they managed to get to the middle and it was calm. It may be tough now. Don't give up. Just keep fighting. And keep fighting. And keep fighting. When you get up, rise up again. And keep going. Put it in prayer. Fast. Wait upon the Lord. And keep going. I told you that my first conference, I borrowed 500 Ghana cities. Was successful. I made 1,600 Ghana cities. And a prophet. And I said, if I put all this thing inside, it will even be bigger. Triple that conference. I put all inside. Only one person came. One person. And the person paid ahead. The person was from the Methodist church. Paid ahead. I was doing a 10-day program in church administration and finance. I hired a place at um, UPSA. It was called IPS. The only one person came. And the person paid ahead. And we have used the person's money. How to tell the person the conference will not come on again was not a problem. But how to tell the person that your money too has been spent. And we'll find it for you later. But I came back, sat down, reprogrammed, re-engineered, did my everything, went out again. So they look at what I do. Because I never gave up. I was determined. Came here with one son and a faithful wife. Difficult moments. Oh, when the church grew up to about 30 or 30 something, or 40 something, there was this guy who came from Netherlands as an evangelist to join us. You know, when you are poor, everybody from outside you think they are rich. And you give them opportunities. Give this guy opportunity to preach and other things. One day, one day, I went to church with mommy. Church of about 40 people. You remember, you were there. You were there, you remember. There were about 40 people, the people are finished. These boys, that construction boys, who were juju boys, who were talisman on their waist and all those things, that by the grace of God, we have led them to Christ. They have accepted Jesus. We have baptized them in the Holy Ghost. They have become the foundation of the church and they have helped in building the church suddenly. The man came and said, I'm from Holland. I'll give you money. I'll do this for you. I'll buy bicycles for you. I was in church. Where were these guys? Where they? Where they? Was I was looking for them. Here was a bus passing. And these guys were in the bus waving at me. <laughs> whilst I was in the pulpit. But determination. This thing must work. And it worked. And it's still working. Are you here? Don't give up. It will work. If you couldn't do it, God would not have told you. Whatever has run through your thought, has, re has run through your thought because God knows that you can do it. What will make you successful is not outside you, it's inside you. So don't let the outside things kill what is inside. Are you here? Don't, don't, don't be a thermometer, be a thermostat. You see, a thermometer can only take the temperature of an environment. But the thermostat can regulate the temperature of the environment. If it is too cold, it will bring it down. If it's too hot, it will make it colder. Don't be a, therm a, therm a thermometer. Be a thermostat. Control your environment. You are wired to succeed. You've been built to succeed. 
and you are so strong in the inside. Let me show you how strong you are. I'm 53 now. My heart has been beating nonstop for 53 years. Banker, your car engine be running nonstop for one week. It will break down. Recently, there is a problem with our president traveling with some jets. And people are saying, oh, we have... And they say, oh, the presidential jet, you have to stop somewhere and refuel it. This machine, so metals, metals, they can't even do a certain length of time. You have to stop somewhere and refuel it and do other things. But look at your heart. It's been beating. The same way you were born, it's been beating. And I'll live to be like a hundred and something. It will still be beating. Nothing will change. The same way. You see how I look now. I won't grow again. When I even hit 100, I'll still be looking like this. Well, physically, you may see some wrinkles. But mentally, I'll still be the same. Mental abuse. In fact, in fact your, your greatest strength is in your mind. One time I just got up. I, just, I was going somewhere. And I studied into the night, prayed into the night, and went to sleep and could only get about one and a half hours sleep. And I got up in the morning, going to take my bath, went to the, use the washroom, I was sitting there, and I was thinking, I was dozing off. And then God said, listen, whatever you do, you go to this meeting. I don't you just make up your mind you are going. And suddenly, I just made up my mind I was going. I didn't know where the strength came from. The strength just came, Bam! There's always something reserved somewhere in you that you must tap on those things. When the challenges get strong, you tap on those things. Like aeroplanes, you see four engines. All the engines don't run at the same time. When some get tired, others change and they take off. But I went to, it got into this aircraft and it had these engines. That's okay, we are safe. And then somebody explained to me that not all is running over. I said, why? Why wouldn't they all run? They said, no. If one goes down, the other will come. If one does this, this one will this. I said, okay. I said, there are things in you like that. A woman and the husband went to, to farms. They worked the whole day. They forgot themselves. When they were coming back, the woman was tired. They were walking. The woman got so tired and sat down and said, there's no way I can walk again. Please, I can't go again. Let's find somewhere and sleep and then tomorrow we'll continue. And then they heard the roaring of a lion. Before the, the man could say, Jack, the woman has reached the roadside. She said, the, the man said, how did you get there? How, how were you able to run? There was some reserve energy. I think it's called, is that the one called kinetic energy? Uh, latent energy. There is something. Which one? There is some energy potential, whatever you call it. There's always something reserved in the inside of you. You see this wall? Most of the women cannot jump this wall. Even uh, most of the men cannot. I said those of us who are strong. It was 12 parts. 12 parts. This one is not fat though. It's 12 parts. 12 parts. You know. But if we like, let something happen here. Let there be fire. How people will jump this thing, nobody will know. So it is that determination that comes when there's a problem. 
Is that the ministry you must use when there's no problem? That's how you win. It's like when Manchester or Arsenal playing Chelsea and they are losing. The last five minutes, the way they play. But it's too late when you, you know, you, you, so ball goes to throw and you can take and throw it immediately. So what were you doing before? The goalkeeper can come forward doing corner. The last three minutes, Liverpool is done by one nail, scored by Lukaku. And then the goalkeeper will come and join. So if, if you could join the attackers, why were you doing it from the beginning of the match? Why are you doing it at the last minute? You see, don't do last minute things. Build your energies. Be strong and move on. Am I sharing something with you? Number four. Number four. Be daring. Be daring. In life, when you are running for something, you must be. You must be daring. When you are running, you are chasing something, you must be daring. I remember, I told you a story. In 1996, winter in Germany, we, a group of us, students, decided to go on a certain mountain top to eat. You know, then when we got there, my friends decided that instead of using the car to go, we should rather climb the mountain. And all of sneakers, I had a dress shoe. Had a dress shoe. I didn't have sneakers. It was slippery and it was winter. And we're climbing the thing. I said, this, these guys will kill me. I didn't want them to know I was, I was scared. And then, just when we're about to hit the top of the mountain, someone saw a cave. See, there's a cave. There's a cave. Let's go there. There's a cave. What will I do? I followed them. Then we got there and the footpath to the cave was so narrow and slippery and beside it deep valley if you fall you are finished but I said I've been preaching about David hiding in the cave I need to enter into a cave to know how the cave feels but I was very much afraid I said let me try it worked a little worked a little I was thinking about mommy then we had Kevin alone, thinking about mommy, how my dead body with my score splashed, be carried to her in Ghana, all manner of pictures. Then, then I remembered what somebody said in the lecture hall, that fear, courage is not the absence of fear, it's the ability to confront your fears. So I decided, let me confront my fear. Let me confront my fear. By the time I realized, I was in the cave. But it was even more dangerous being in the cave. There were spiders, poisonous, the big ones. What is called what? Tarantula. Or tarantula. Whatever tula it is, it was there. <laughs> big ones, hey, big ones. And we had only a small candle, small candle left. The people came to use there, and then we lighted it, and we entered, and then the candle got finished. It was dark, and me, black man, I've seen the spiders. Started speaking in tongues, Lord, Shakalabaya, hey, Barabasha. But I was happy I took the risk because it is riskier not to risk. Fear will sit on your potential, fear will cripple you. 
fear will destroy you. So in the pursuit of your, of your life purpose, in running after something, whatever you are running for, run with courage. God told Joshua, be strong and be courageous. Be strong and be courageous. Because you will lead these people. People who lead, who eventually become the people we follow, are strong and courageous. Good. Final one? I think so. Can I see what is there? Devotion. There's a, a final, final one. Devotion. Two more slides that will be off from here. Devotion. What you cannot, what you are not devoted to, you cannot develop. Whatever you are running for, be devoted to that thing. Be devoted to that thing. For 20 something years, me and mommy have been here. Devoted to this thing we are doing, God Church. We are so devoted to it. So devoted to it. You must show, you must show a level of commitment to everything you are doing in life. Or else, how will you do? My neighbor, uh, is that Auntie Mary? What's her name? The woman beside us. Auntie Gladys. Auntie Gladys, from morning to evening, when I'm driving past a shop, you see her sitting down there. From morning to evening, you see her sitting down there. I've been asking myself, this thing this woman does, early morning she's here to late evening. Most young girls cannot do it. Most young girls who are looking for husbands cannot do it. A marriage is more difficult than selling in a shop. I'm telling you. Hmm. Especially if you marry a man who likes food. So, so, so you see that people do not become, and I've always said this, always said this, don't sit somewhere and criticize people and rationalize it and so it's luck, it's luck. <laughs> eh? Oh, they, some, somebody helped them. I'm not sure they did themselves. Somebody helped them. You see, what you are not ready to do, when people do it, you feel, no, 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 this one, somebody helped them. I was preaching in the church over the weekend, I think Friday and Saturday. I was telling them that the poorest group of people, Christians in Africa are the charismatics. And we are the nonsiers. And we are the most prayerful people. But some of these principles I'm teaching you, you, you will not be taught in many churches. So you, you, not, you are just there. You are just there praying and fasting that something will just happen, that God will just change his mind about you. Okay? But that, that's not the way God works. Go, go to the Anglican church. Go to the Methodist church. Go to, go to the Catholic church. Go to all those churches. That's where the billionaires are. We were a hundred years and thousand years. Or prayers, fasting years. And yet we have nothing to show because we don't pursue things with such passion. We hide behind spirituality, spirituality and we're lazy about. You find a young man 
who had been fasting and praying in a year, 365 days in a year, he would do 40 days fast. Three times, 120 days. 40 days fast, three times. All for one thing. Or all the witches worry me. I'm killing all of you. Witches, they don't die easy like that. Though. They don't. Okay. Then finally, discipline. Discipline. First Corinthians 9, 24 and 25. Do you not know that in all race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the, ga in the games goes into street training. Goes into street training. Look at uh, Uze Boat. His, his, his discipline, he, he lives a very regimented life. Very regimented life before winning. Look, look at, take somebody like Ronaldo. I was telling the church, the church I preached over the uh, over the weekend, I was telling them that this guy, I don't, I'm not sure how many times he has prayed. But you see, he's so disciplined. So disciplined. He's training, he doesn't miss training. The way he eats, the way he eats, and the kind of food he eats. Very soon, some of you who cannot meet his level of discipline and think that he's not a Christian and he's blessed will just say he's Illuminati. Can't you see when he scores the goal and he does this? It's a sign. Because it's a sign. They will say this is a sign. They will find something. They will find something somewhere and say it's a sign of something. You know why he wants to wear the seven? The number seven represents something in the occultic. And then they will just they will forget about all the discipline the guy has. At 32, when he went to Juventus, his body was like 22. 22-year-old guy. His body strength, 7% fat. You're fasting for God to heal your body. And your body is about 70% fat. <laughs> Look, that one there. You are gone. You are finished. God cannot do anything. God will not, God will not mind you. No, God, cannot do God will not mind you. God does not mind foolish people. He, he, no, I'm telling you. If you are fooling, you think God will mind you? You will not. Right after this service, some of you are living here. Go and eat and gorge yourself over meat. Gorge yourself over meat. Well, I mean, when we leave this service, some of you, what you are going to eat? Ronaldo will not eat that. So speak all the tongues here. He may live longer than you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm speaking the truth. I'm speaking the truth. This is the guy that is talking. But now they have already ordered food. They have done the ordering on their phone. That the bishop is delaying. I'll come soon. I thought we'll close at 8. Please, don't let the food finish. Oh, I'm coming. Don't let it finish. I'm coming. Then you eat yourself gradually. To death.
then in your tributes, everybody comes to say. One of the young, when we were in the wooden structure, one of the young girls, and a lot of people who know, who know me that if you die wrongly, don't expect me to be at your funeral. You go and drink, and then you get kidney failure, and then you die. Then they say, that is his bishop. When everybody knows that, alcohol killed you. Then I come and preside over an alcoholic um, uh, funeral. Then your, your drunkard friends who don't think are there waiting for me to finish. And then they are, oh, bishop, hurry up and let's go. You are a member of this church, and you are dead, and I come to your funeral. Drunkards have surrounded your funeral. So, one of the girls in the church went to um, went to disco, pub, nightclub, and two men went to fight over her. And one used her head to hit the wall. And then she came and was sick. After a few days, died. And the family came with a picture. I said, I know her, I know her. Where did she die? How did she die? What tribute are you going to read in the chapel? She died winning souls in disco. <laughs> you yourself, you know that if you yourself, you know you will make heaven. You, you yourself, if, if you had a chance, you would tell your relative, don't go and disturb the bishop. Please, the way I died, I won't make heaven. Don't go to the chapel. Just take me straight. Go and burn me. You will burn me here. Hell will be easier for me. At least I'll enter with ashes, not my whole body. <laughs> Are you here with me? Okay, last one. Let me just next slide, please. I just have a next slide. No. Okay. So you run with such discipline and discipline yourself, discipline your life. Discipline means cultivating the habit of obedience, Let, letting your body obey you. Decide when to sleep, when to wake up, what to watch, what not to watch, what to eat, what not to eat. Are you here with me? That's a sign of a true born again spirit filled believer thank you to thank you so much for coming tonight the lord bless you and keep you the lord bless you and keep you